Season 2, Episode 67, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism. A.T. Robertson's title for this episode is The Return and the Healing of Jairus' Daughter and of the Woman Who Only Touched Christ's Garment. A.T. Robertson says, Probably Capernaum. Sure makes sense to me. He's returning. I think scripture points that out. We're going to take a look at uh, 22 verses in Mark chapter 5, 9 verses in Mark chapter 9, and 17 verses in Luke 8. And just like John marches to his own drum, he, he doesn't cover the stuff that these other guys covered. John wrote the Gospel of John 80, 90. He lived longer than any of the other apostles, and I guess God used him to fill in the blanks. But he was definitely here, and he was uh, he was one of the three disciples invited into the room to see Jairus' daughter come back from the dead. Uh, based on A.T. Robertson's A Harmony of the Gospels for Students of the Life of Christ, copyright 1922, and C.I. Schofield's Reference Bible, copyright 1909. Uh, we're still on part seven of the great Galilean ministry and will be until we get to uh, episode 72. So we're on 67 and we're closing in on 72. But then part eight is just special training for the 12 apostles in the districts around Galilee. So he's still up north. Uh, part nine, he goes to Jerusalem uh, for the later Judean ministry. The earlier Judean ministry was uh, at the very beginning uh, after he was baptized. He stayed there about six months and at the end of it uh, Nicodemus said we know you come from God because no man does the miracles, could do the miracles that you do except to be from God. And Nicodemus didn't say oh you must be working for Satan but that's because they didn't agree with the gospel of the grace of God. Anyway um, then and then Episode 10, we have the Perean ministry, which is at east of the Jordan, the land of Perea. Uh, the last, uh, episode 11, last public ministry in Jerusalem. So he returns for the last time to Jerusalem uh, and is crucified. Jesus in the shadows. He doesn't go out publicly for, it looks like, about 14 episodes. And... Uh, then part 13, arrest, trial, crucifixion, burial of Jesus, which is 16 episodes, and the resurrection appearance and ascension of Christ, A.T. Robertson's last part, part number 14, which is also 16 episodes, ending in the, the book of Acts. That's where we're going. Okay, take a look. Take your Bible out. Turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. We're going to take a look at 22 verses here. Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And we're going to hear this story in Mark, in Matthew, and Luke. Okay, Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And when Jesus was passed over again, he crossed one time, got caught in a storm, the boat was full of water, the the, the the apostles woke him up and said, hey, you know, don't you care? We're all going to die. And he corrects their lack of faith. And then he meets the maniac of Gadara, uh, 
Garasa is one way to say it, and um, and is uh, immediately confronted with the, de the, the head demon of a thousand demons, and he casts them into a herd of swine. They run into the into the Sea of Galilee. The people of the city come out and ask him to leave. So they're pretty hard-hearted, but what can I say? All right, not everyone is. Um, verse 22, and behold, there, Mark chapter 5, verse 22, and behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue. So this is the leader of the synagogue. I, I, would, I would guess he's not a priest. I think the priests pretty much reside in Jerusalem or near Jerusalem, but he's a leader of the synagogue, which was a practice they picked up when they were uh, Babylonian captivity about 500 years before Christ. He started with these synagogues. Moses never talked about synagogues. He only talked about the temple. But uh, Jairus by name is the name of the ruler of the synagogue here. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. So Jesus has come back, and there's a lot of people we know from other accounts, uh, Matthew and, and uh, Luke, that there were people waiting for him to return. And he took care of his business with the demoniac of a thousand demons and came back I guess pretty quickly it's not a very big lake it's about the fourth of the size of uh, um, the lake in Lake Okeechobee in Florida anyway um, but I'm sure they could get some pretty good storms in it Jairus uh, by name and when he saw Jesus he fell at his feet so here's here's a leader of the synagogue worshiping, for lack of a better name, uh, falling at the feet of Jesus. You do that with an angel, the angel's going to say, stand up, I'm not, you know, I'm not God, but, but Jesus receives worship. And came to him and fell at his feet. Just remember all the miracles that were done in Capernaum. I mean, and, and in, in Galilee, woe unto you, Chorazon, woe unto you this, if they'd have been done uh, in all these other places, you're, you're not going to have much of an excuse for not believing. Anyway, um, verse 23. And Jairus besought Christ greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come, lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. Well, Jairus watched all that he did in Capernaum. When he told John the Baptist's uh, disciples, go tell John, you see the dead raised, sight given to the blind, uh, lepers cleansed, demons cast out. And again, I really believe that, that I'm correct when I say that the Bible is just the tip of the iceberg. What's recorded, what God chose to, to guide these men to record 40 different writers, uh, to record... Uh, and again, we don't have the original documents, uh, but if you look up any word in the Greek uh, lexicon, you've got a ton of words that, that it's like a paragraph of words, just like any dictionary. It's going to have a lot of different words to choose from. So I think he left choices up to people, but at the same time, I mean, it wouldn't be very interesting if it was just an exact copy of the other one. It's what they saw. I believe it's true. 
I think that's a requirement to be in the Word of God, that it must be true. There's a law that says teachers are only supposed to teach things that are true. I think every state has that law. You can't teach things that aren't true. Anyway, um, verse 24. And Jesus went with Jairus, the leader of the synagogue in Capernaum, and probably where they landed the boat in Capernaum is not very far away. I picture Capernaum pretty much on the sea, on the Sea of Galilee, and it looks like that on a map. Much people followed him; they were waiting for him. It says in uh, in Luke, I think it says that, or Matthew, one or the other, that they were waiting for him to return. And in, in Matthew uh, or Luke, I can't remember which one. You have a lot of other things being done before this takes place. In fact, even this miracle is interrupted by a woman touching Jesus' garment. But uh, I think Jesus' calm nature and just love for the world permeated interactions with him, except, you know, people that hated his guts. But anyway, I saw him as a threat to their livelihood or whatever their problem was. Anyway, uh, verse 25. And a certain woman, okay, so we're going to kind of go to this parathetical story here, woman which had an issue of blood 12 years, he is being thronged. He is being touched on every side. And this woman touches him. Verse 26, and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. And she had heard, when she had heard of Jesus, because that's everybody's talking about him, you just missed him. Let's wait on the seashore, you know, where he parks his boat. Maybe he'll come back today or tonight or tomorrow. In the press behind, <clears throat> verse 27, and when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press, and it, it's called a press because it's actually touching him, behind and touched his garment reached out and touched his garment. For she had said, If I may but touch, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. A twelve year plague, spent everything she had with nothing better. That's a long time to be ill of something like this. Verse 30, And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched me? And his disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? You got all these people touching you. What do you it's kind of a... Anyway, every time they corrected Jesus, they were wrong. But uh, verse 32, And he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. And the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing that she, what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And while he yet spake to her, 
there came from the ruler of the synagogue, came from the rulers of the synagogue's house, so he sent servants to find Jesus, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? He's famous. Everybody knows who he is. They were waiting for him. A crowd was waiting for him. They're thronging him. They're compressing him on every side. And he's just a very calm individual, I take from my study of the Bible here. He would not bend a bruised reed. He would not put out smoking flax. He he let people uh, make mistakes. He, he corrected them, but he didn't scream at them. Anyway, uh, why troublest thou? Because you never know who's, how long it's going to take someone to come to the Lord. Why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue. So the ruler of the synagogue is there too. Or maybe they close the distance, say Capernaum. It's not, I don't think it's like, you know, get on the freeway or anything like that. Anyway, he saith unto the ruler of the synagogue, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. So Peter, James, and John. And they're partners in the fishing industry. Andrew didn't get in the inner three. These are the three that prayed with him in the garden. These are the three that, that uh, well, fell asleep in the garden. But... Uh, Peter, James, and John. They were the three at the Mount of Transfiguration. They're the inner three of the twelve apostles. And Jesus, verse 38, And Jesus cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when Jesus was come in, he saith unto them, Why make ye this ado, and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. They were not laughing with Jesus. They were laughing at Jesus. But I doubt he was intimidated by their laughter. But when he had put them all out, get rid of all the people that didn't believe, after all that they'd seen in Galilee and especially Capernaum, taketh the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him, Peter, James, and John, and entered in, entered where the damsel was lying. Verse 41, Mark chapter 5, verse 41. And he took the damsel by the hand and said to her, Talitha kumai, which is being interpreted, Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked, for she was of the age of twelve years. And they were astonished with great astonishment. And Jesus charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 18 through 26, we're going to take a look at nine verses. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 18, While Jesus spake these things unto them, 
Behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, Jairus by name. This is Matthew's take on it, whose home was in Capernaum. Uh, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. He just saw all the miracles he'd been doing in Capernaum. Again, the dead have been raised. And I, I think just God only covers very little in the Bible of what happened in Capernaum in these days. Anyway, uh, so they were ready and waiting for if somebody died, you're waiting for Jesus to come back from wherever he went, uh, which was across the Sea of Galilee. My daughter is even now dead. Okay, let's Matthew chapter nine verse eighteen. Let's get. We're going to take a look at Matthew's take on this. While Jesus spake these things, and Matthew, there was there was a big crowd of people, and not everything is covered in every one of these gospels. Um, but anyway, I believe it's all true. And while he spake these things, he's, he was met by a crowd, so he's talking to them, and this is the way Matthew remembers it. Behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him. Worshipped him. A ruler of a synagogue worshipped Jesus. That's a big deal. It was very hard for Jewish people to do that. My daughter is even now dead. They'll do it again, especially when he comes back at the end of the tribulation. My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose, because I guess he was sitting talking to these people, and followed him, and so did his disciples. That could be a pretty big crowd. And behold, a woman which was diseased with an issue of blood 12 years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment. And she said within herself, If I may but touch his garment, I shall be whole. And Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Verse 23, Matthew chapter 9, verse 23. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels, I guess they were playing funeral music, and the people making a noise, I think they were weep, weeping at the death of Jairus' daughter, and he said unto them, Give place, the maid is not dead, but sleepeth, and they laughed him to scorn. Verse 25. And when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And the fame hereof went abroad into all the land. So... He's back because he's been doing this kind of stuff for weeks in Capernaum, if not longer, maybe months. Verse 20, And it came to pass when, Luke chapter 8, verse 40, And when it came to pass, when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him, 
So we're leaving Matthew's account. We're going to Luke's account. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke chapter 8, verse 40 to 56. 17 verses. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned from the east side of the Sea of Galilee, where he healed the demoniac of a thousand demons, and people gladly received him, for they were waiting for him. So there we get a little more information. They were waiting for Jesus on the seashore. I don't know if this was an afternoon trip or he was asleep in the boat. It says that. Anyway. And behold, there came a man, verse 41, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. That's called worship. And falling at someone's feet. And he, verse 42, for Jairus had had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. As Jesus went, the people thronged him to compress, that is, to crowd (coughs) on all sides, to throng. And verse 43, And a woman, having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, um, and came behind him and touched the hem of his the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, "Who touched me?" When all died. I'm sorry. When all, verse forty nine. Um, and, and Jesus said, verse 45, And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude throng you. They're all, they're all touching you. And press thee. And sayest thou, Who touched me? I would have thought these guys would have learned after a year and a half, maybe two, you know, not to question Jesus ever because you're always wrong. But anyway... Um, but especially, this kind of seems kind of. Why don't you just wait and see what happens? Verse forty-six. And Jesus said, "Somebody touched hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me." And when the woman, and went verse forty-seven. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling, falling down before him, worshiping. She declared unto him before all the people, for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately and he said unto her daughter be of good comfort thy faith hath made thee whole um i told my i was kind of distracted there because i had a i woke up with a bloody nose about four o'clock in the morning this was like 20 years ago and maybe less than that but uh I started doing everything my doctor told me to do, and he told me to take baby aspirin, and that's an anticoagulant. And anyway, if I didn't take one one day, if I forgot, I took two the next day. That was kind of a mistake. He's got me off of them now. But anyway, um, it's a blood pressure thing. But um, 
my nose started to bleed at four in the morning. And it was, I don't know, there's interior and external. There's post and anti-nasal. Um, uh, and I think it was dripping into my throat. So it was um, post-nasal. It was beyond my nose in the back. And and I, I was just I was just coughing and, and swallowing blood four in the morning. I got up and I would spit in the toilet and there was blood. And finally after uh why I I it just didn't stop. And uh I waited until my family got up about eight o'clock I think, for about four hours. I just dealt with it I guess. Um it was very not fun and uh, decided to go to the emergency room and I think one of my sons took me I can't remember so they couldn't have been that well they're pretty old now so anyway late 30s so it wasn't quite 20 years ago somewhere in the teens um, I had taken this uh, Tupperware maroon Tupperware bowl plastic bowl and just let my nose drip in it because it just seemed like that was the only way to deal with it. They took me to the emergency room. I remember I, I kneeled down at the desk because I was feeling a little faint. And I said, I, my nose has been bleeding for about five hours and I, I really need to get it to stop. And they took me pretty quickly back to the, to a, really to an operating room. It looked like a big light. I mean, I guess it wasn't an operating room, but I tell you what, it was it was something. I've been in operating rooms before, and and they used to take you in there awake, but but anyway, uh, now they pretty pretty much put you to sleep. But but anyway, I was and um, they went in, they put a balloon in, and then I they put me in a room, but my nose was still dripping. This woman knew immediately when she was healed. I knew I wasn't healed, and I had to spend that. Saturday, I think it was a it was a Saturday morning that I went to the hospital, and I had to spend that Saturday night in the hospital, and I was just they the nurse brought me this cup to spit in, and I was just coughing up great big wads of I guess mucus and and uh, and blood, and I was not happy, and and I finally. Uh, told my nurse I said look I'm you you're gonna give me the head nurse or I'm calling 911 on my cell phone because this is ridiculous I, I've been bleeding for almost 24 hours now um, they replaced my fluids because I was going out in the emergency room but anyway um, finally Sunday this doctor comes in I think afternoon one doctor comes in and I, and I say, help me. And he goes, oh, I, I can't. I'm not an ear, nose, and throat guy. But there is an ear, nose, and throat guy that's coming, and he's really good. And, and he's coming. And when that guy, when that ear, nose, and throat guy, he looked like he was about a senior in high school. But when you get older, you, everybody looks pretty young. He came in with his white coat. I actually grabbed his coat and said, you have got to stop this bleeding. I've been bleeding for over 24 hours, more like 36 and you gotta stop this. And he said to me, he said, I'm gonna treat you like you were my own father. And he pulled the balloon out and he said, ah, they never do this right. I tell them to fill it with water, they fill it with air. And 
air molecules are much smaller and are able to get through the plastic, but water is bigger. H2O is a bigger molecule, I guess. So it, it stays in. And, and as soon as he put it in and as soon as he pumped it up, I knew the bleeding stopped. I, it wasn't dripping into my throat. It wasn't. It always came through my mouth, so it was always post-nasal. But anyway, um, that was my experience with it. And I was trying not to tell you that story. I really was. But I told myself, if it's in Luke, I'm going to tell you that story. Because that was my... Uh, and I just did it for 36 hours. She did it for 12 years. And I, I had no idea from where she was bleeding. But at any rate, it, it's a horrible thing. And uh, anyway, so sorry. I had to tell you that story. All right. Um, we only have uh, seven more verses to go. Luke chapter 8, verse 50. Let me look at uh, 49. And he had spake, there cometh one from the ruler's house. So we're, we've left at 48. We've, we've Daughter go in peace is the end of the woman with the, the issue of blood. Uh, verse 49. While he yet spake, while Jesus yet spake uh, on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, or no, they're in route, I guess. Uh, anyway, there cometh one from the ruler of the house saying to him, Jairus, thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. So Jairus had come. He couldn't wait any longer. Maybe he was wondering what held Jesus up. I don't know. But verse 50 but when kind of like Lazarus you know when he died and he waited several days but anyway verse 50 but when Jesus heard it that she was dead he answered him Jairus who's I'm sure right next to him and maybe he they're giving him a little space I don't know he is a leader of the synagogue uh, fear not believe only and she shall be made whole. And when Jesus came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter, James, and John, and the father and mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her. But Jesus said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. Verse 53. But they, and they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. <laughs> Excuse me. Verse 54. Uh, three more verses to go. And he put them out of the room and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. Verse 55. And her spirit came again. The body without the spirit is dead. Resurrection of the dead. Was she in Sheol? Was she in paradise? Uh, I don't know. If she wasn't in paradise, I bet she became a believer after this. And uh, she and her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. Verse 56, And her parents were astonished, but he charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Again, Jesus had done so many miracles that aren't written in the Bible. He didn't need, you know, he was at the point where he couldn't go anywhere without being surrounded so I think that's why he, he told him to be quiet alright next podcast Lord willing will be episode 68 season 2 episode 68 he heals two blind men and a 
a mute demoniac, a dumb demoniac. And again, blasphemous accusations, you do it through Satan. Because they can't, when you heal the blind, that's pretty hard to, especially when people know them. And uh, if somebody healed Tom Stokes, I would be, I would want to meet that guy. All right. Um, so I will say adios, which is to God. And I will say vaya con Dios, go with God. <laughs>